Hello, this is Learning Tarot Together. I'm your host, Felix Kingsley, full-time social worker, part-time tarot enthusiast, and I'm here to share my journey into learning the meanings behind all 78 tarot cards with listeners and guests. This week, we'll be looking into the meaning behind card number eight in the Major Arcana, Strength. Here to help me is Kirby. Hi, Kirby. Hi, I'm Kirby. Uh, I am a full-time PhD student and teacher, so... Glad to be here and helping you out with this journey. I'm on it as well. Well, thank you. What is your history with tarot, if any? Yeah, uh, so my history with tarot, I'd say I started getting interested in it a year or two ago. Probably longer than a year or two ago, whenever the pandemic started, (laughs) really. uh, It's been a minute now. yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, 2020, 2019 is when I really started getting into tarot. Uh, I really like collecting decks, finding interesting ones that independent artists and uh, readers have made themselves. Uh, And just the artwork has been very interesting. And I like the fact that, you know, it's kind of a story uh, that's being told. But I haven't really like super deep dived into any of it. But yeah, that's kind of... What made you want to start getting into it? Just like the the story aspects of it, I think, I feel like we're so kind of disconnected um, in this like very globalized, modern, capitalist, all these is world. And the fact that tarot kind of builds upon traditions and storytelling methods and narratives that go back hundreds, if not thousands of years is very interesting to me. It's this thing, you know, that started however many centuries and millennia ago that is still kind of relevant today. When people look at cards today, they still feel things and it still brings forth different emotions and narratives in our own lives. And I think that's super interesting. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And I think that's definitely one of the great things about tarot that I really appreciate as well is the the storytelling and the archetypes and the ways that we have found the same and new meanings for these cards over, you know, span of centuries, as you said. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a way to like connect to the past, but also build a future for ourselves. Because like you said, we're finding new meanings all the time. I'm sure, you know, back when these cards started being created and having all these archetypes, there weren't like the different kinds of queer we have today and all the different uh, experiences. So now they can be incorporated in there as well, which is cool. Yeah. And I think there's probably this card in particular might be kind of an interesting one to think about how perspectives on it might have changed over the years. Mm -hmm. Although I don't necessarily have that much information about it, but just even musing on it just because of the type of ethos, I guess, that this card portrays. So speaking of, I should probably get into talking about it. So uh, this card we're here to talk about today is Strength. And in The Fool's Journey, or the story of the Major Arcana, the Fool previously was with the Chariot, and he is full of arrogance and passion. He's been commanding the opposing forces of the horses that lead his chariot through sheer force of will. And now he's presented with Strength, which portrays a woman subduing a lion with nothing more than a garland of flowers. Here the fool learns about holding power with others instead of over others. He learns how strength can look like compassion and patience and tenderness. Uh, So when you're looking at the imagery of this card, 
The imagery that I find is pretty consistent over different decks. Uh, It typically portrays a woman clad in white with the infinity symbol above her head. And she is typically... Um, sometimes it's portrayed that she's opening a lion's mouth. Sometimes it's portrayed that she's closing a lion's mouth. Sometimes she's just kind of hanging out with a lion who is subdued. But typically the concept is that she is holding some sort of power or um, subduing a lion in some way, but in a gentle approach. They are just being held with like a, a string of flowers, basically. The lion easily could overpower the woman, but chooses to work with her instead. Uh, when you're looking at this card, like speaking of the imagery and things of it, what stands out to you or what are your kind of impressions looking at the card? Yeah, what what always kind of gets me about the strength card is how docile and domestic that the lion looks. Uh, like all of that wildness is gone. It almost just looks like a woman is just, you know, petting her her everyday animal, like cat or dog, and they're going for a little walk type of deal. Yeah, it really does, especially in some of the, like, I know when you look at, for instance, the modern witch, like, that that lion's just, like, an attentive dog next to her. Like, it is not, <laughs> yeah. it's not putting up any sort of fight. Yeah, no sort of fight, and, like, it doesn't even look like they're going on a walk or anything. It looks like they're just taking a pause in their life, like they were just kind of vibing, uh, just giving a little pet, a little scratch right there. Yeah, it, it that's always stood out to me. It's just like the kind of domestic and docile nature of it. Yeah, I was reading a lot of different versions of how people have like created stories for the fool's journey, like in terms of like actually like narrative writing of mm-hmm. it instead of just kind of like a sense of how the fool might change over time, but, like, actually writing narrative. And I found, like, several different things. But one of the stories that I think is, like, a classic fable, but that stood out to me was someone kind of portrayed it as a woman approaching the lion and, like, the lion has, like, a thorn in his paw and she, like, convinces the lion to help her get it out and then, like, her and the lion are, for lack of a better way of phrasing right now, are bros after that. (laughs) They're besties. Um, But, like, this idea of... So that was, like, one version of it, but I was seeing a lot of other different types of versions. One of them was, like, the lion is laying in the middle of the road, and um, the charioteer, like, approaches them, and then, like, the lion teaches, like, him a bunch about a different kind of version of strength that he can have, because coming from the chariot... Like, he's very, like, he's been forcing his will, and he's very tired and exhausted. And then the lion teaches him, like, there's, like, another way to go about things, basically. So the lion definitely stands out in terms of, like, how I think the fool or the woman in the card are interacting with it. And what I find that a lot of versions of it are basically saying is, like, the lion represents, like, the passion and desire inside of us. Mm -hmm. And the woman taming or, like, domesticating the lion is, like, holding power with the lion and, like, domesticating the lion for both of their benefit. That, like, now the lion can harness their power in, like, a more intentional way. And the woman doesn't need to fear the lion because she, like, respects it and embraces it and can control it in that way. Yeah, I I like saw something kind of similar about the relationship between the chariot card uh, and strength. 
that was that was interesting to me um, because like the lion in the chariot is being tamed as well, but pretty much just through like sheer force, right? Like I'll whip you, I'll guide you type of thing. Whereas there's like a mutual agreement with strength where both the person and the lion have agreed to enter this relationship and lean on one another. So I, I think it's kind of right right on the mark to to mark this card as strength, more of like an inner strength and like an inner like calm almost. Like you are able to respect the outside world, this wilderness world, as well as yourself and know kind of what you want your place to be in it so you can like approach the world in a better way. Mm-hmm. One thing I also want to point out is the infinity symbol above her head. So this is last seen, I believe, or seen in a similar way in the Magician card. And in that card, it kind of represents like unlimited potential and like the ability to manifest. And I feel like it's really indicating the same thing here. It's like by her own, not just like force of will, but by her own compassion and patience and like ability to respect the things around her she is able to manifest the things that she wants to see in the world and like is able to exhibit power in a different type of way it's more like community building instead of like a leadership approach like yeah when i think about it yeah it's like it's about a very like intentional way to approach the world and other people in it where it's like it's a it's that mutual kind of strength because she, she's getting, yeah, yeah. like, strength from her inner self, but then also the the lion's lending it to her as well. So it's like, like you said, that kind of community building aspect. Mm-hmm. So that kind of goes into the, well, not kind of, it directly goes into the upright meaning of the card. So I always think of this as being the way we gain power not outside of brute force, like through caring, creating connections, understanding, encouragement. I also think about it a lot as like perseverance and resourcefulness too, ability to like kind of see the long vision and work calmly towards your goals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also kind of see it as like, you're able to take lessons from the world around you as well, a little bit gather from the experiences you've had to build off, uh, onto how you're approaching the world now. Yeah, when I was researching this card, I kept coming across people talking about like overcoming your own ego to access like a higher plane of wisdom. So basically understanding that like you are only a small part of this world and like your power is only so great and only so encompassing and you have to be able to respect what others have that you may not um, and like what others can provide and be able to meet them where they're at in order to like create mutual benefit. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because like, you're really only as strong as like your relationships and the community and the world that you build and are a part of. And you can't really do that unless you acknowledge the fact that you can't do everything on your own and be all powerful. It comes from everyone and everything. Mm hmm. I think another aspect of this card that I kind of already touched on a little bit when talking about the imagery, but is this idea of control over instinct. So I feel like when we think about the chariot, the last card, 
it's like just plunging forward like they are like steamrolling ahead and not necessarily being very intentional with the path that they're taking as much as they are being dominant. And then in this version of strength, which, you know, I mean, this is a literal strength card, but I think the chariot also has to do a lot with the concept of strength. But in this version of kind of power, maybe, so to speak, it's much more control over that instinct. So like, maybe you might have a personal, like, let's say, I don't know. This is ridiculous. I've been rewatching Lost. <laughs> and so like I keep thinking about these cards right now in the context of those characters. So like I'm thinking about like for instance like when uh, you know so like let's pretend it's a situation like that. Everyone's on a deserted island and they have to create community. You know like the instinct might be to lend in to fear and go into a panic. Or it might be to highly distrust each other or if something goes wrong to lash out. And like this card is about finding control over those instincts, like those initial urges um, and to like learn a better way of doing things. I think about it kind of like when you go like I think of the chariot as being like a very teenager card. And I feel like strength is when they're starting to grow up and realize that things are not just about how they perceive the world or what they think is fair or right or what they, you know, it's about understanding where other people are coming from and controlling your kind of initial base urges and instead digging deeper and um, having more patience and more understanding of another person to meet them where they're at and to find a a higher level of strength within yourself that's more long lasting. Because when you're always just acting on instinct, you're going to burn yourself out like completely and you're gonna burn others out too yeah and i i think your lost um (laughs) analogy kind of like think thing um works really well for this because i mean going back to the chariot and strength in comparison you can even think about it as like two different kinds of leadership so like chariot would be on, you know, this deserted island, a person who just starts barking out orders of, like, we need to get water, this person, go do that. Um, Whereas strength, that leadership, and, you know, being in community working together would look a lot different, like, asking things like, okay, who knows about what plants are edible, or, like, who wants to work on shelter, or, like, what is our game plan? Like, opening up leadership as like a cooperative effort versus just one person pushing through persevering dominating Mm -hmm. i think about the kind of power that you need in order to like unionize yeah (laughs) you know like that's the kind of power it is it's like understanding all of the barriers in your way and not ignoring or trying to trample over them but like coming to a greater understanding of them and how to like help people overcome those barriers in like a collective sense and help people understand their place in like greater community and how we can help each other all get the greatest benefit. That's kind of what I think about. It's like the unionizing card. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is because your barriers aren't just your barriers. They're probably barriers to like a bunch of other people too. And so you going at it alone isn't going to overcome it if it's a barrier to everyone. So this card is just union power. (laughs) The other main word I think about when I think about this card is intentionality. 
So I feel like with the chariot, as we said before, like, again, that card, I think, really lacks intentionality. It's just like, I, I have the thing I want. I'm going after it. Be damned the consequences. Whereas I think strength is a much more intentional approach. It's much more thinking things through, thinking about how you want to go about wielding power, like being true to your own virtues within it. So it's, it's thinking about what kind of effect you want to have on others and how you want to exist in community. I think it like that intentionality behind this card also extends to people outside of just like the person reading it um, or, you know, just the person depicted in it. Cause in the chariot card in life, like everyone's kind of going about their life for whatever reasons, there is some kind of intentionality there, but it's only in the Mm -hmm. strength card that the woman is acknowledging this intentional way of life in herself, but also in the lion. Cause like the chariot, that's not there. The guy is going about what he wants. He's just zooming ahead to win his little chariot race. Um, not really paying attention to the fact that these lions hold all this power outside of the fact of how it's valuable to him. Um, whereas like here, you know, she's acknowledging the fact that this lion has all this power and these things it wants to do in life and meeting the lion there as well. So it's it's not just like intentionally going through your life, but acknowledging that everyone has that kind of intentionality as well and trying to figure out how to go about it. Yeah, like moving away from solipsism and moving into a greater understanding of seeing each person and like and the world as being worthy of respect or worthy of acknowledgement in its own right because like with the chariot like you said like not even recognizing that the charioteer's power comes from what is pulling this cart and like it's you might think of it as like your command over it is what gives it strength but it's really not it's it's the combination of efforts Mm -hmm. but there's no acknowledgement really of that in like the chariot card until you get you know, strength, that's that's where, like, that first kind of acknowledgement starts here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when thinking about this card, if it comes up in a reading, so, like, for instance, let's say this came up in some sort of general love reading. I always think about this card as kind of, like, rethinking maybe how you approach a partner or a situation and coming at it from a place of mutual understanding and trying to work together towards something instead of coming at it at an approach of like proving your point, but also in respecting yourself in that situation too. So it's not just about like compromising. It's about respecting your own inner strength and like setting, like setting boundaries, but also respecting the boundaries of others and like trying to meet people in a way where you are acknowledging we both want to get to a place where we're both, you know, happy and fulfilled. We can't do that if we're working against each other. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that as well. That aspect with like the boundaries part and also seeing those boundaries is not like a challenge. Like, like you said, like you aren't working against your partner. You're in a relationship 
So this card very much signals that, like, how are you working together? How are you working? Like, what is your end goal? Um, you have that strength and knowledge and the power to set these boundaries. So that way you can, you know, reach that goal of, you know, staying in this relationship. But it, but it comes through realizing that, you know, you're working together. You're setting these boundaries so you can work together. Yeah, I think about it in terms of like if we're looking at the imagery of the card, you know, the woman has this garland of flowers around her waist and then that garland of flowers she has wrapped around the the lion's jaw, mm-hmm. so to speak, like, basically. And so like that kind of is almost like the imagery of that concept of like the garland is this boundary. It's a boundary that they're both agreeing to, but they're not forced into it. Like the lion or the woman could easily break that boundary, but they're choosing to live in this mutual respect of each other instead and choosing to exist within that because it helps them both. Yeah, because the boundary doesn't hurt them either. It's not like it's a chain or a whip. It's it's just a garland. It's almost purely decorative and how ineffective it is in actually like reining someone in. So yeah, it's it's this choice that they're entering and it's somehow helpful to them to have this garland, whether it be just the symbolism of it to them or because I think the garland has like little fruits on it. Um, so maybe it like. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. It is. It is really hard to tell. I feel like in some there's like little fruits on it. In some there's like flowers, but it provides them, you know, a good scent or a little snack. Um, so it like feeds them along the way. So it kind of speaks to how like, you know, boundaries and I don't want to say the word compromise because that doesn't have like the greatest connotation, but like setting these boundaries, um, setting these acknowledgements of respect to one another is a great way to like keep things going. Mm -hmm. It's very different than like the whips and harnesses the scene in the chariot, you know? Yeah. This garland isn't going to hurt anybody. Like lion tries to run away. It just breaks off and, you know, she probably isn't going to throw it after him, but a whip, like, that's going to draw some blood. Mm-hmm. So I want to go into the reverse of this card. Mm-hmm. Um, if listeners don't know what a reverse meaning is, some people choose to acknowledge when a card is uh, flipped and it's upside down, like, as in not right side up, not as in facing the table. I'm phrasing this terribly. Whatever. <laughs> if the card is upside down, some people interpret that as having like a slightly different meaning or kind of like opposite meaning of the card. Some people choose not to acknowledge reverse meanings and that's totally up to you as a reader, but I still like to go over them um, in case you choose to read things that way. So when we think about the reverse meaning of this card, it's kind of taking the concepts of the upright and turning them on its head. So instead of having a lot of like self-confidence or control, it could look like vulnerability, self-doubt, lack of confidence. It could be the idea of like letting fear and anxiety overcome you. Um, What are kind of some of the things that come to mind for you if you're thinking about the reverse of this card? When I'm thinking about the reverse of strength, um, definitely like low self-esteem, probably a lot of negative like thoughts or self-talk happening that paint you as like you against the world or you against different things. Um, And maybe even 
like an inability to set boundaries that are good for you and the people around you. So you're kind of feeding into um, these like negative thoughts, feelings, and vulnerability that you have. Yeah, I think a lot about like the word pettiness when I think about the reverse nature of this card. It's like acting in retaliation or acting based off of like strong emotions rather than some sort of higher wisdom or or understanding or like it's it's like working from a place of bad faith yeah. in a certain respect. Yeah. And I think that can be like self-protection. You know, I don't want to shame people if like this card comes up for you. I don't want you to feel like, oh God, I'm such like a bad person for that. But it's just like that, you know, that gets the best of us in any point in time. Like mm-hmm. we all get to a point where we might be feeling overwhelmed or burnt out and we start acting out of like a place of pettiness or feeling it could also happen a lot when we feel out of control. So like when we think about the upright version of this card, like this woman is very in control of the situation. The reverse nature of this card might indicate a time where you are without influence, where you aren't able to enact. I don't want to say enact your will because that kind of goes against the ethos of the card a little bit, but I mean, you know, you're out, aren't able to influence the things around you you are feeling controlled or without power and how we might act when we're feeling that way yeah yeah and I think that's a really good point because like this card I think upright or reverse there's always like that little bit of intentionality behind it so when the world's out of control uh and you are acting in ways that may not give the best results in protecting you I think In the reverse aspect of this card, it's because that's what you know how to do. Um, And that's kind of like how you are going about it. Like you've experienced something in the past. um, So you are doing that again now, um, which doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. um, But it does kind of show that, you know, you're probably acting like and more reactionary in a way. Yeah. I think about it. So if the upright version of this card is about her creating, like if we think about the lion as being our internal desires or passions or things, Mm -hmm. and the woman in the upright version having control over those, those feelings, then the reverse would be being out of control of that. So like letting our passions drive us blindly without understanding that sometimes we need to rein things in a little bit or letting our fear and anxiety overcome us and acting from that kind of standpoint instead of maybe taking the time we need to heal, uh, rest, take care of ourselves, or maybe even it could be a sign that you need to accept help from others and that you're not doing that. So like you're not building that community that's seen in the upright version of that card. You're instead trying to do things by yourself and maybe failing at that. Mm-hmm. And and not being aware that like the way you're going about things may not be the best as well. So when you said that this card is like a sign, right? It's kind of like that, like, hey, have you, you know, thought about your motivations behind the different actions you're doing or the boundaries you've been setting or thought about, you know how you are acting in community with other people. Are you acting in community with other people? I think the reverse is very much just a signpost of like, hey, maybe reflect a little bit on how you've been 
shaping the way you go about the world. Mm-hmm. I think it also could be a sign. So like if you got this card in a reading, another way it might come up is it could come up as like a need to change your tactics because I mean, there is still something very intentional, you know, intentionality can come like, isn't inherently mean. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. You can intentionally do some bad things on accident without being aware that it's bad like you think it's good but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and like it also could just be a sign that like whatever the way you're trying to act upon the world is not working for you right now and i don't think the reverse necessarily means that the way you've been doing it is bad but just that you've been like you've made a misstep so i don't think it always means like i think it can mean you might have been acting from a place of fear or maybe you're acting from like a place of pettiness or irrationality but I think it could also just be that the way you are trying to maybe build community or the way you're trying to engage with others or the way you're trying to gain influence is not working for you and you need to try a different approach yeah yeah I I definitely agree with that I think because this card's not just about like an individual it's about how they're interacting with the world and the community like we've been talking about so it could definitely definitely be that as well um so when i think about like the reverse of this card coming up again so like when you're reading a reverse version it can be pulling a lot of stuff from both the upright and reverse part of the card to kind of determine your interpretation so a reading might not look that different than an upright so like but it's because it's going to pull on the same kind of general concept so like if this were i don't know and i guess i'll just use a love reading again and you got the reverse then you might be looking at um, where are connections between you and your partner breaking down or are you engaging with your partner as equals or you being maybe more kind of solipsistic in your in your view of the relationship and trying to get what you want out of it without making sure that the other person is getting what they want or need out of it it could be an, a time it could be maybe a time where you aren't tapping into your inner strength and you are letting other people kind of dominate you and you need to have the the confidence to stand by what you believe in and stand up for yourself as well. Yeah. And I I think like in a love reading, getting this reverse, you know, one of the first things, well, of course it's contextual. It would also depend on if it's a single card or multi-card reading, but kind of asking those questions of, are you loving and respecting the person how they wish to be? Are they loving and respecting you the way you wish to be? Um, I might even view this in like a communication manner as well. Like, how are you communicating these different things with your partner? This this card might kind of signal that for me as well. Less of mm-hmm. like communication as an action type of reflection for the reversal of this. Yeah. Are there other things about this card that we haven't touched on that you want to explore more? Ooh. The only, like, real thing I can think of is, like, in comparison to the chariot, I think it's interesting that this card kind of takes place completely out in nature um, instead of 
you know, on a racetrack or whatever, you can see mountains, you can see plants. Um, and so I think that's, you know, just kind of, again, indicative of like how this is about meeting things where they're at, like intentionally, um, and viewing yourself as a part of the world versus like a part of a race or something else like that. Yeah, it's definitely, it feels just like more contextual in general. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's also interesting. So we've been talking about what comes before it, but we really haven't talked about what comes after it, like how, what it's sandwiched in between. Yeah. And I will say one thing. So strength in the kind of traditional current decks is typically placed in eight, but historically it had been in position 11 but it rider weight or arthur weight switched it with justice and made it number eight so it does kind of like come in a different place than it used to so that can kind of change your interpretation of it but i think about the chariot being all about this like control and willpower and then strength being about like influence compassion understanding and then it goes into the hermit, which is like introspection, looking within and kind of like reckoning with the way that you interact with others. So I feel like it's this part of the journey that is really going from the kind of societal to like understanding your own influence over the world to then having to contend with your own influence over the world. Yeah, it's almost like a card that that signals you're realizing a bunch of things, like you're realizing you're a part of the world, you're realizing you're a part of community or that you can be in community. And then when you go into the hermit, it's like, okay, well now I have to grapple with these different things. So like the strength card almost is this signal of like you said, like context of what was that that mean years ago? It's like, it's the year of realizing things. Like that's (laughs) this in a card, realizing things. Yeah. But it is kind of that. It's like realizing that you can get the things you want without having to take away from others necessarily. You know, that you can get the thing. And also realizing that you can't get everything you want out of the world. Yeah. You know, that you you have to understand that, like, you are not the center of the universe and that you have to... I also think kind of about like how you have to, you have to give to get things back, you know? Yeah. And and I think like that realization of like, you aren't just a solitary person going about life can be very freeing as we kind of see in this card, like how at peace they both look, but then you also have to grapple with the fact that you may have been going about your life in like a completely different way up until this point, which then goes into the hermit's, like, introspection to kind of grapple with those different things. Mm -hmm. Do you have any opinions about the placement of strength being, like, or strength and justice being swapped? I think it's such an interesting choice because moving them, like, these cards are in an order to where they, like, communicate with each other and you kind of visualize them and um like them going throughout your life like this is the setup of life and so if justice was in this place i don't know it would almost kind of signal like that at this time after you kind of go through domineering and um 
I don't know, go through viewing life as like this race um, and just outward, overt assertion of power. Like you come to make certain judgments about how you want to live your life uh, and how you want to go about the world. So putting judgment, you know, back where it typically was. Or justice. Justice, yes. Yes, yes. Um, Justice would kind of like, signal this this like you're trying to figure out your values type of things or you have all the things you've done up to now have determined kind of these different values in the way that you are looking at the world whereas what i feel like oh go ahead whereas strength being there now kind of signals that like you have to go through a lot more reflection before you get to that point yeah that's what i was kind of gonna say was i feel like justice if justice came right after the chariot then you're still kind of learning some of the similar lessons that you're learning in strength before going into the hermit but you're learning it in a much more like a much harsher way like it's more about someone it gives more the feeling of like an external force forcing you to learn these Mm -hmm. things and make these decisions about like what is fair what is right when versus strength being in this position it's kind of like a softer idea of learning it it's like it feels like more of a natural progression of like oh i'm coming to understand that the power i have has an effect on people and then going into the hermit really reflecting on that going into wheel of fortune being realizing how little control you have and then having to contend with it versus having to contend with it before you've really had the chance to have that introspection and reflection. Yeah, because it almost feels like so final to have if we had swapped them um, or if they were still swapped. Like, it feels so final to see that card there as like, all right, now, like, how you go go about the world and how you make, like, judgments and all of that stuff has been decided Whereas um, this kind of is like you'll keep kind of um, adjusting how you view and interact with the people and the world and yourself uh, as time goes on because you're like learning from experiences versus like this is what you believe now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is there any um, before we wrap up just again, is there anything else you wanted to say? Uh not that I can think of. I think this was a pretty good talk about strength. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really like this card, I will say. I, f- I find it to be kind of, it might be one of my favorite cards in the deck, to be honest, because I find this concept of strength very rewarding. I find it, I think that's part of what appeals to me about the tarot cards. It's like how they depict strength is not like a big muscle man. It is a woman ex- expressing tenderness to another living creature who expresses it back to her. You know, I think that's like a very beautiful statement on strength. And I find it really refreshing after coming from the chariot, which is a very more traditional idea of strength and power. Yeah, yeah. That like, I find it really, I'm very grateful that strength comes after the chariot because we think of these cards as a progression of like learning and thought and growing as a person. Then it's like, yeah, you might originally think that just like having brute force control over things is is the the wiser way or like the ultimate force of power but strength true strength uh 
is about having compassion and about having community and about having mutual understanding and working together for a greater good. Yeah, I definitely think this card has grown on me, especially as I learn kind of the other cards and how they relate to one another. Um, Because like you said, this is kind of a very touching and tender portrayal of power and how, you know, it comes from other people and not just yourself. And you, you grow to learn that. And I think that's super cool. Well, is there anything that you want to plug or do you want to share how people can find you or are you happy to be anonymous? Uh, you can find me, you know, on most social medias, KP Honeybee. But besides that, you know, I've just had a great time talking with you. So appreciate this chance. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed having you on. Um, for listeners, if you would like to find me, um, I'm on Twitter at E-P-S-I-L-I-N-A, Epsilina. I'm also on Kofi or Coffee um, at coffee.com slash Epsilina. Uh, you can listen to other excellent podcasts uh, on my network at, well, not my network, on the network that I'm a part of, <laughs> <laughs> moonshotpods.com. And thank you to Aaron Longoria, who made our icon and our music. You can find them online at UR underscore tomato boy. Well, thank you so much, and we will be back next week. Well, I will be back next week to talk about the Hermit. <laughs>